So very warm welcome to Carrie Adams, one of South Africa's top wine experts. She's with us in our Johannesburg studio to educate us on another top quality wine farm this Friday as we ponder the tipple we might try this weekend. Carrie, who are you interviewing today? Jackie, hi. Thank you so much. So we had a fabulous week in the Berg, which you probably heard about. We missed you. You should have been there. You shouldn't have been in Edinburgh. But anyway, we had a fair week in the in the Berg, and one of the wines that we showcased whilst we were there with all the delegates for the delegates for the Biz News Conference was Andrea Mullineux's Clove Street Chenin Blanc. So this morning we were trying to think, what can we do that's topical and fun and, and whatever? And I said, let's do Andrea Mullineux. They can't do any better than Andrea Mullineux, so we've got her on the line from Cape Town. Excellent. Well, we look forward to hearing what Andrea has to say. Is she there? Do we do? Ready, steady, go. Andrea, are you with us? I am with you. Thank you for having me on. Hello, my sweet girl. How are you? Doing fantastic. Working our way through through harvest, and um, we see the light at the end of the tunnel. I was going to ask you about that harvest because I saw a little picture on Twitter whilst I was down in the Drakensberg of some beautiful sun-kissed grapes that I know are going to turn into straw wine. Absolutely. That's the, that's the beauty of South African wines and specifically Chenin Blanc uh, from South Africa is that they always have that essence of being sun-kissed and, you know, you taste all of that, that character, that warmth, that, um, kind of generosity that the sun can bring both texture and flavor wise in South African Chenin Blancs. I know, and yours more specifically so than anybody's. Am I allowed to brag a bit with our with our FMR listeners, Andrea? You are sort of like the top potato when it comes to winemaking. You got some massive award last year. Was it the year before? Yeah, no, <laughs> I've been um, very lucky that that uh, people have, especially journalists, have been enjoying drinking what we like making, what we love making, and. Um, yeah, I've been uh, very kindly given a few um, titles and awards. <laughs> You're being very modest. You were you were rated the top winemaker by Decanter, if I can remember correctly. Was it Decanter Awards? Yeah, wine, wine enthusiast. Yes, it was wine enthusiast. Everybody wants to be wine enthusiasts, winemaker of the year, and you indeed were that. So you, together with that gorgeous husband of yours, and I kept on singing your praises the whole way through this week. We did actually use your Clear Street Shannon in a tasting um, at Champagne Sports with our with our um, our conference on Wednesday night, and your Shannon Blanc was just so well accepted because it's the most unbelievably accommodating, generous juicy, fruity, like I told everybody that the juice was going to run down their chins, and it did, and we drank and consumed copious quantities of Clove Street. Tell everybody on FMR where that fruit comes from, Andrea. Sure. So the Clove Street Chenin Blanc is our introduction to Swartland Chenin Blanc. It's, um, we refer to it as our introduction. It's not by any means entry level. Um, just because it's a more affordable price doesn't mean that it's any less of a wine. So it's Chenin Blanc. From the Swartland, the Swartland, you know, an hour north of Cape Town and nor- known for its warm, dry, breezy, um, weather, which means that the vineyards can be farmed totally sustainable, minimal intervention, dry land farmed. So, you know, very important in this day and age to do be you, farming as naturally as possible. Do you not, uh, irrigate your vineyards at all in the Swartland? Chenin Blanc is incredible for being grown dry land, which is, 
Surprising considering the fact it does come from originally from a cooler, yes. damper region of France, but it shows you how adaptable it is. It's Chenin Blanc has been in South Africa since the mid 1600s and it's, um, very well adapted to our climate, um, our soil types and have really shown that they can, um, uh, really showcase where they're grown. So the Shannon you get in South Africa is really unique in character, um, you know, compared to the Shannon in France. We have mm. a bit more texture, a bit more vibrancy, that sunshine you were talking about, and that's what makes South African Shannon so special. Mm. And you and, um, and that man of yours have really sort of turned the Cinderella grape into the princess because... Long ago, when I first came back to live in South Africa, Shannon was pretty much Niederberg Stein and Brandy and that sort of thing and lots of Dorsvein and lots of that. So Shannon Blanc turned from Cinderella into this fantastic princess that you and a couple of others have turned her into. It's one of the most honest grapes in the whole lineup of grape varieties in South In fact, in the world, you get fabulous yields from your Shannon, don't you? Yes, I mean, we're working with Shannon that's up to 70 years old, and we still have beautiful yields of about six tons a hectare on, wow. on vineyards that are 70 years old. Um, so Shannon does do incredibly well as um, as older vineyards as well, where you're just concentrating the character um, and just highlighting the the essence of where they're grown. Mm. Andrea, we love that close street, and that's one thing, but I, I want you to just, if you can sort of pre-see, the winemaking process where you turn that Chenin Blanc into what is literally liquid gold in your straw wine bottles. Can you tell us briefly how you make that unbelievably gorgeous wine? Absolutely. So, yes, the straw wine is a type of sweet wine, and it's a fantastic sweet wine for warm, dry areas where you where you obviously cannot make ice wine or, or natural uh, noble late uh, wines where you need a special kind of, of uh, fungus for the wine. So straw wine is when you pick the grapes off the vine at normal ripeness, so the same grapes that would go into one of our Molyneux wines, or one of our dry wines, but instead of bringing them to the winery, we hang them in the shade of some trees for for a few weeks where they desiccate and they concentrate in sugar and flavor, and the most important thing is they concentrate in acidity in that time period. And they don't go and rotten. We, they don't go rotten while you leave them hanging there in the trees. And really, and that's, that's quite important for why we cut them off the vine is they, it actually stops the ripening process and the desiccation process is what protects it from rotting. So instantly the skins get a bit thicker and, you know, more leathered in a way. Um, because they're turning, they're literally turning into raisins. Yes. And when they're about halfway to raisins, um, when there's still a little bit of juice left, that's when we decide to press the grapes. That's when you squeeze the juice out of the grapes. Mm. And it drips out like honey. It's, it's, it is like liquid <laughs> sunshine just dripping out. Um, and it's a long, slow process. There's no instant gratification in it because it, you know, it, it takes like a month to dry, two days to press, another year to ferment. Um, but all of that time and all of that effort just, it really helps to create that layer upon layer of complexity in the sweet wine. And it's not just sweet. It's, it's got, um, you know, a beautiful racy acidity as well. And that's what keeps it clean on the palate and helps it really go well with food. And it, and it really has become, um, yeah, really an icon wine, um, just for, you know, 
all that beauty you get from the long, slow process it takes to make it. Yeah, no, it really, really has. It's one of our, it's one of our national treasures. I don't think anybody really understands how difficult it is. It's like, it's honestly like trying to get blood out of a stone, to try and get juice out of a pretty much raisin or sultana. And it does turn into this unbelievable liquid gold that nobody should die without having at least 20 bottles of. You have to go and buy some Molyneux straw wine when you can. You don't have loads and loads and loads of it around, though, do you? No. So, in fact, with every ton of grapes for making a dry wine, you'll get about 700 bottles of wine from a ton of grapes. For a ton of grapes that you start with to make a sweet wine, you get a maximum of, a, of 100 bottles of wine. <laughs> so, so it's... It's seven to ten times more concentrated than a normal wine, which means it's almost impossible to make large amounts of. Mm. So it is it is rare, but it's delicious. No, it's absolutely, it's nectar of the gods. So that being shelved, that's settled. Everybody's got to put Molyneux straw wine onto their shopping list. When you haven't got any of the current vintage that was for sale, it's all sold out, isn't it? So we've got to wait for a new one. Well, actually, on April 1st, we are releasing our new vintage of the straw wine, the 2020 straw wine. So, so it'll, it will be hitting shelves soon. Okay. Well, that's brilliant. If I were to say to you, you and Chris have just got such an amazing lifestyle in the Swartland. I think you live in the Swartland or you're living in Franschuk. I, I can't keep up with the Molyneux at this stage. Yeah, well, <laughs> with the two wineries, uh, the Molyneux in, in Swartland and Liu Pissant in Franschuk, we do split our time between them depending on where the work is for the day. So which is your favorite? You have this wonderful, romantic, gorgeous family environment that you – that every now and again you let the rest of the world have a sneak preview of one of your beautiful daughters. Everything seems like unbelievably in its place in the Molyneux world. What is your favorite Molyneux or Clue Street or whatever, one of your favorite Molyneux or Leopassant wines? Am I allowed to ask that? It's almost as hard as asking which is my favorite child, but I know. <laughs> um, no, I mean, for me, you know, I, one of the main reasons why I moved to the Swartland was obviously for the old Vinechen and Blancs that grow in the area, but also the seduction of the Syrahs in the Swartland. Like mm. our Molyneux Syrah for me is just such a great example of how even in a warm, dry climate, you can make something beautiful and elegant and balanced. And so I think, you know, right now I'm actually going to go home and open up a bottle of my Molyneux new Syrah tonight because it's you know we're getting into that autumn weather and I think it's going to be yeah a stunner I think I'm going to do exactly the same so lots and lots of love to you and Chris and your bubbas and thank you so much we dined out on your beautiful Clough Street Shannon all week I think I'm seeing Nicola next week are you coming up to Johannesburg or not we're still finishing the harvest. <laughs> so, okay, darling. So it's, been a, it's been a long, slow harvest this year. I'm sorry I'll miss you on this trip, but I'll get up there very soon. I cannot wait. Have a fabulous weekend, Andrea, and thanks so much for joining us on FMR. Thank you so much for having me, and cheers to everyone.